Welcome to CCM in 3D. I'm Dan. Hello, Bayside. Hi, I'm Derek. Hello, everybody. I'm Dave. Oh, my goodness. And here we are looking back in 1986. We're going to talk about Whiteheart. Don't wait for the movie today. Yes. Uh, and we're just going to, I don't know, jump back in time and take a look at some of this, the rockers on here, the ballads, and all sorts of fun stuff. Yeah, this is going to be fun. This is, this is a trip back to... 1986, you know, a lot of albums, uh, so it's 2021 where we're recording this, and so this album is now 35 years old. Wow. So that's It's fun to dive back into something from 35 years yeah. ago. I feel old now. As I, I, I didn't before. Now, guys, I really feel old. 35 oh, years. Yes. Dave, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Where did it's it fine. go? Time passed by while you were listening to music. Yeah. It did. <laughs> this podcast will do you too. <laughs> it exactly. We'll make you feel old. <laughs> yeah, we will make you feel old. So, oh my goodness, yeah. So 1986, so this comes off of the heels of Hotline. Their one before yeah. this one. Yep. Total rocker. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yep. there's some good ballads in there too, but uh, definitely rocking. And then they switch out the lead singer and go to Rick. Florian, who's now, you know, stays with them forever. Right. Uh, love that. And I call this, this album is for me is, is BF, which I mark everything now with Whiteheart with BF or AF, which is before freedom or after freedom. Before <laughs> freedom or after oh, freedom. Interesting. Interesting. This is okay. two before freedom. And I, okay. So right off the bat, I'm just going to put this out there. I love, okay. love, love Whiteheart. I love them. One of my favorite groups of all right. time. I have a Whiteheart yep. only playlist on Spotify, but I really have a hard time with albums before Freedom. I don't know; they really? just don't seem to have yeah. the same punch for me. Huh? Okay. Okay. That's fair. I mean, I, no, that that's there's totally a few fair. few songs you know I like on Hotline. I like their on their debut. You know, I like on others, but I wouldn't say the whole an album as a whole that I'm just really that into. Okay. So I'm interested to see, uh, Dave. Yep. Is is your experience the same with Dan's, or do you have a slightly different perspective? I'm just curious. My perspective is slightly different because Hotline introduced me to Whiteheart, and Ooh, same. read the book. Don't yeah. read the book. Don't wait. The movie made me a fan of Whiteheart, and I pretty much uh, really liked all their stuff up until until after uh, the Highland. And after the Highlands, I just kind of, you know, the stuff was okay. Uh, obviously, it peaked like Dan for me at Freedom. Sure. But uh, I was a big fan of this album. I, you know, I, at the time, it was, you know, you hear a new voice, and you're like, wow, that Rick guy can sing, you know. I think he's got a future. Right. But uh, that's kind of been my perspective. And after this came out, I went back, and I got Vital Signs, and I became a fan of that album. Right. Um, but that's as early as I have gone. So what's your experience? Yeah, so my trajectory with Whiteheart started with Vital Signs. So that was my my first introduction to the band. Now, I had been uh, a huge Dan Huff fan because I kept seeing his... Of course, you know, we're all credit Mm -hmm. readers. So I kept seeing Dan Huff's name pop up on guitar solos on everybody's albums, and they were always killers. So... Then I kind of put two and two together and figured, oh, wait, this guy, Dan Huff, is in Whiteheart. So, of course, I went out and got Vital Signs, and he's he's on there. And then I got Hotline, and he, he was not on there. They'd switched to Gordon Kennedy. 
uh, at that point, but then came Don't Wait for the Movie. Now, did any of you guys see Whiteheart on this Don't Wait for the Movie tour or before? Did you see them before Don't no. Wait for the Movie or on this tour? Nope. Okay, Dave? I did. I saw them on this tour. Yep. And they played, I saw them in Wichita, Kansas, and they yep. played Central Christian Church. Yep. And I was probably sitting a row ahead of you. <laughs> Were you at the show? I, I was, wow. yes. How about that? Yes. Day? What a shock. Yes. <laughs> I was there at Central Christian Church in Wichita. Yes, I was there. And I also saw them uh, on the Hotline Tour at when they played Friends University. And I still have my ticket stuff. Nice. Okay. So, yeah. Wow. So I saw song with you know scott douglas singing lead vocals gordon kennedy david huff gershmel smiley gary lunn but yeah i did see them at central christian on this don't we for the movie tour so yep. now here's the question i have for dan dan so you it don't wait for the movie comes out in 86 were you a youth group kid in 86 or yes. not okay because when this album hit our youth group it was like a bomb right. going off I, was it the same for you guys? Yes. Well, I'm with you though. Hotline okay. was my first intro, and that was okay. big for me. Yeah, I'm with you. Oh yeah. And then sure. yeah, went back yeah. to Bottle Signs, and then this one came out, and yeah, oh it 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 was big. So yeah. here's the thing about this: I, I, you can't deny that album was this album was big. Um, it had three mm -hmm. huge ballads on it, no, number one songs. Yep. I think it becomes one of their most sold albums of the time. Um, and then, like you just said, they have their first um, one of their first headline tours with this one. Yep. Um, yes. Yep. So one of their one, still one of their best selling albums. And I think as I like all the shredding, you know, I like the I like the rockers. Oh, of course. So I think that's right. Yep. Why this doesn't land as much for me as other stuff from Whiteheart later. Um, it just mm -hmm. lots of the ballads are great, and actually, I think it's. One of the best things on this album, the the rockers, yeah, not so much for me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Dave, was your was this one big in your youth group as well? You know, we went to a small church, and there weren't too many of us in the youth group that listened to CCM. Um, okay, so as a whole, no, it was definitely big for me. I can I can tell you that in '86, I listened to two albums nonstop, and that was Big Picture and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, yep, and, um, right, big picture in this one. So yeah, it was huge for me. And going back real quick to the tour, they put out a VHS of the show, but it's the they didn't do any old songs in that performance. It's the complete album from front to back. And oh, wow. I have my copy right here. VHS. Wow. Whoa, Whiteheart, read the nice. book for the movie. But if you don't have it on VHS, that's not a problem because someone has uploaded the entire show on YouTube. Course. And so there's some homework for our listeners if they want to oh, yeah. experience what Whiteheart what Why Heart was like back then. You could do that by going to YouTube and look up the read the book, don't wait for the movie live show, which even though the album didn't have Tommy Sims, the tour had Tommy Sims playing. Oh, interesting. That's yeah. that's right. Yep. That's right. Now did Tommy uh I'm having trouble recalling this. Did Tommy play when they came to Wichita? He, he did, yep. He was uh Whoa. He was new and I remember them when they introduced the members, they introduced him as, you know, the new bass player Tommy Sims and yeah. Gotcha. So that's when he uh wow. that's his first stint with Whiteheart. Hmm. Yep. Man, that's that's really something. Now, I will say too that 
I always link Don't Wait for the Movie, the album, with kind of the circumstances surrounding Scott Douglas's exit, which are yeah. well known and it's right. you know kind of part of the CCM story. Um and him being charged with some crimes. Um, but that was that was a big moment in our youth group where we had some really, you know, it was forcing youth group kids to kind of talk about there's evil in the world and there's things that are bad. And, and I always link that this album with, you know, Scott leaving and, and kind of that, those discussions in youth group and then Rick Florian coming in. And so that's, that's just, and of course this starts the Rick Florian era, this, the, and of course, when we have the Rick Florian area era, we have the Rick Florian yes. spelling. <laughs> yeah. So Dan, do you want to pick up on that? And talk <laughs> so about what that? does he have? What does he have on this one? I didn't even look. It's it R I C. It's R I C. What R I C R I C K R A Q R A Q U E? I think or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so so it, it really R I C K E. Yeah, it really messes wonder. with discogs. Because you know, you try to find Rick <laughs> yeah. Florian, right. like, oh, also known as Rick, 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 you know, so, <laughs> with a little star next to his name, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. Well, for for those scoring at home, it's R I C Florian here. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess one time, it, according so. to Discogs, he's he was even Bick Florian. Yeah, no way! I don't know. I don't seriously know. didn't know that. Yeah, named after the the lighter <laughs> yeah. Bic. Maybe that's it. Well, could or, be. or somebody entered it wrong. Yep. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> that could be that. That could be that as well. What uh, now, <laughs> now? What you know? We like to talk about album covers yes. when we find an interesting one. I've always found this one very interesting. What do you guys think of this cover? I do too. Oh, I love yeah. it. It's yeah. I do. Yeah, it's this is great. It's so of its time, and yet um, it's just it's just the ultimate kind of dichotomy of someone living in an airstream, and yet they have a really nice gigantic yep. yeah. satellite dish. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's like half the size of, of where they live. You know, it's a huge satellite right. dish. Right. Yeah, yes. it is. It's, it's one. Of, it's very. I think it's pretty cool. Pretty creative cover. Yeah. Um, yeah the the colorization of it is pretty fun. Um, yeah. but that's where it stopped yeah. because the back of the album is like white oh. and you know, just yeah. black letters yeah. and, uh, but it's, yeah. yeah, it's pretty fun. Now I will say, I'm going to give crazy mad props to any album cover from this time period. That isn't just the artist's face plastered right. on the front and yeah. just the name of the album and the artist. Right. So huge props to, mm -hmm to Whiteheart for for trying something different here. And it, am I right that this was Whiteheart's opening album with Sparrow? It was. Yep. H hadn't they been on Home yep. Sweet Home before that? Okay. So you'll find some of these songs on the many, 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 many greatest hits albums that Sparrow have put oh, out. Oh, yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, surpassed only by the many, many... Uh, Greatest Hits albums released by Chris Christian and Oh yeah, <laughs> and Yes, so. <laughs> right. Whiteheart live in some guy's best backyard. That's, right. <laughs> yeah, best of. I have that one. Wait a minute. Yes. <laughs> yes. The Ballad Years. 
Now, and also, I'm sure you guys are wondering, does this album show up in CCM Presents the 100 Greatest Albums There's in the no Music way. Book? No way it does. Yeah, I'm with Dan. Nothing. Okay, so got two solid no ways. Those were immediate no ways. Well, because it's a great album. Um, that's why I said <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I said that for different reasons. Okay. <laughs> Dave, Dave just uh, he just called like it was there. So, well, surprise, it guys! Is? What? Here. It is. It's in here. It's number really? seventy-four. Wow! I yes. take that back. Yes. Yep. yep. Number seventy-four. Uh, the album right before it is Kurt Franklin and then Family. And the album right after it at 75 is One More Song for You by hmm. the Imperials. Well, interesting. So, yeah, they they really enjoyed it. They said, um, you know, it was uh, the lineup was solidified. Adding Florian was a great move. Um, uh, Gary Lund bowed out. Tommy Sims comes on. And it says the rock funk spark Sims, who would lead her team with Kennedy and Wayne Kirkpatrick to pin Change the World for Eric Clapton. Brought to the band was evident in the long form video documented uh, the documented the Don't Wait tour. So there's your video. There it is. Yep. So I thought that was funny that they mentioned the long. There it is. Hey, you got it. Yep. Yep. Now, do either of you guys have this on Facebook? I do not. I do not either. Okay. I do, I've never owned this on CD. I've got the cassette still, but I've I would yep. love to get it on CD. I just I don't know why I haven't. It's a little pricey. Is it? It's uh yeah, it's a little it's, it's a little bit pricey. And of course, I want to put an asterisk by uh, that yeah. I I used to. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, Huma has it now. Hugh yeah. Hugh you Hugh? Hugh never oh, Hugh. see this again. Hugh has it. Yeah, oh, yeah. You yeah. never <laughs> see these again. Yeah. yeah, not a nice yeah, guy, yeah. Hugh. No, not, a, man, not, they, not the kind of guy you man. want looking after your stuff. Yeah. So, Hugh, you know the, you know the drill. <laughs> Repent and give Dan stuff Read back. Read the book, Hugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop waiting for the movie. So, it's interesting <laughs> because when I just Google searched this album, the, and I'm just clicking down, I'm trying to find some reviews, the first two on it are not good. <laughs> yeah, they're, really. They're, I mean, and again, I, I want to preface this with: I love Whiteheart, love them. I actually love this lineup. You know, I think I think the players in here are great. But even one of them was said, uh, "This album took gimmicky songwriting to the extreme." <laughs> I mean, wow, it says wow. the album's catchiest songs are the keyboard ballads. Those tunes, notwithstanding, it would be no great loss if this record were taken out of print. <laughs> Ooh, ouch! Yes. Oh, yes, that's hard. So, so again, I, you know, normally I just, we're not harsh, harsh on these podcasts, but I'm just reading these. I'm like, wow, yeah, um, that's, yeah, that's so, really anyway. harsh. So that's why I was surprised. Well, I, I would be interested to know. Okay, well, well, here's my deal. I'd be interested to know the age of the person that wrote that review because. Boy, when this came out, and it, it's kind of like, you know, if you hear uh, an album by, I don't know, Jimi Hendrix or something, and you think, well, that doesn't sound as flashy as Eddie Van Halen or something like that. It's like you have to remember the the time it came out. And boy, when this came out, you went to your Christian bookstore and popped this thing in and thought, man, these guys are this is not your mom's white heart from 
uh, let your very yeah, first thought sure. be love. Right. You know, that's yep. this is this is a step yep. up. So I think it it would be good for a person like that to remember that this was this was heavy duty mm-hmm. back when it came out in eighty six. Yeah, and this album does have a lot of the uh, you know the eighties sound to it. You know, it was very cutting edge. Whereas an album like mm-hmm. Freedom is really kind of timeless. They didn't really tap into. Mm-hmm the 80s that much but definitely in this album well, they were trying to go cutting edge and like you said Derek take a step ahead so you you know if you're I don't know in your 20s or 30s now listening to this I could see where you would think well it doesn't sound that great sounds dated mm-hmm. yeah right 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 well it, I think I would dare say the the albums with Steve Green or or Vital Sign you know the yeah. first two White Art albums for sure way yeah. more dated yeah, absolutely so. all right and and I love those albums too. I t- my favorite Steve Green is that mm-hmm. first Whiteheart yeah. album. So that's that's how great I thought he was in that. I mean, you could tell he was headed for other pastures, right. but still, he mm-hmm. was he was great on that album. So yeah, I think. Come on, guys, don't <laughs> don't slag too hard on don't. No, to exactly. Come on. Well, and then Come we on, alluded to viewers. Who's- plays in the album here a couple times, but I'll, I'll just give you the rundown real quick. So again, we got Rick Florian, which we talked about Billy and Mark, um, those three core ones, Gordon Kennedy, Chris McHugh, first Chris McHugh actually on the drums and then Gar- right. Gary Lund on yeah. the bass, like we mentioned. So it is all the same players on my favorite Whiteheart album, Freedom, um, except for Tommy where, where he's coming in, like you said later. So they have all the elements yep. there. And you can tell it just gets better after this. Uh-huh. Now it's produced by uh-huh. Billy Smiley and Whiteheart. So I don't know. When I listen back to this, I get this. It just sounds very muted to me, um, which I don't know. Maybe that got a more airplay that way. I don't know. The, gar- the car- yeah. guitars you see a little bit just aren't quite always in front. I mean, they can, you can hear them, but I don't know. I just yeah. don't hear the same, uh, like from Dan Huff type of sound um well yeah and there's there's a couple of songs we'll get into this where uh, that's the first thing i thought of dan was the guitar just kind of lurks there and you're waiting for it to come out and it just kind of doesn't you know like you expect it mm-hmm. to, but... seems, right. seems more keyboards and vocals right. quite a bit on here uh to me yeah but... right. and then almost every song here is written by that... gersh smiley and gordon kennedy so they do they do a good job writing yep yeah right yeah, that that core group will stay mm-hmm. together for a long time writing Whiteheart stuff. So, all right, anything else? Want to jump in the tracks? Let's, okay, let's, let's read the book. In. Okay, yeah. So, speaking of, so <laughs> number one, we got yeah, read the book. Don't wait for the movie. Almost five minute song, um, and like I said, it really starts out strong. Um, good, good yes. guitars on there. It does. My only, probably my only beef with this, and I'm going to sound like Dan Downer here, man, this, on this album, but um, is that goofy <laughs> announcer in the middle where they kind of do this goofy announcing thing? I, I could do without that, yeah. but not bad to start off the album. That's uh, that's Gershmill doing yeah. that. It is, is Gersh. It Gersh? Yeah, he's doing the announcer. Oh, okay. I remember that because in the show he did it, and you know, like, what is it, ladies and gentlemen, the exits to the right or the left of your life. Yeah. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I think they probably had an eye on something that would 
you know, kind of be memorable live or something like that. Yeah. That's probably really what they yeah. were thinking. Some some kind of funny, interesting thing to put in the in the in the middle. The drums, boy, the dr- I, I just remember, you know, after about ten seconds of kind of sound effects, those Chris McHugh's drums are just at that time. I just can't tell our listeners how massive yes. that drum sound yeah. sounded. It was just so big. And I never had it on CD. I always had it on cassette, but I wore my cassette yeah. out. I I just, I think it just started sounding like chipmunks <laughs> after a while. I played Same it here. so much. Um, so, yeah, it's just, I don't even know where it is. It's, it's gone the way of all flush. But, um, so I don't know where it is. But, uh, yeah, this is, that those drums just sound massive there. So um, that's the, but I, I do, um this is the thing I notice about the guitars on this album kind of personified in this song. Um, when the guitar solo comes in, it's just a lot of kind of very flashy licks. Yeah. Whereas Dan Huff was so well thought out and melodic and just like uh, you listen to Dan's solo on he's returning or Right. Buried away safe on the wings of the Lord or it or, or uh hold on or something mm-hmm. like that. Very slick LA uh kind of melodic soloing. This just sounds very kind of just like we needed some fast licks right there in the middle. So um that's my preference. I just kind of prefer Dan Huff's soloing style over Gordon Kennedy. But then again, I prefer Dan Huff's soloing mm-hmm. style over almost anybody. So yep. those are really Massive well, and, shoes and, and for anybody. Jordan yeah. Kennedy just gets better and better over these years. Yeah, he does. This is not his yeah. finest moment. He does get better. By the time he yeah. hit freedom, yeah, then then I'm like, he's oh, really firing his really cylinders yeah. at that point. Yeah, yeah. Then it's then it's then it's great. Going yeah. and going back to the drums real quick. You know, we mentioned uh, about Rick Florian. This is a change for the band. I completely forgot about Chris McHugh. This is his first mm-hmm. album and. I'm a huge fan of David Huff. I think he's one of the best rock drummers, you know, there is. Um, he's good, just like his brother is a guitar. But Chris McHugh just hits the drums so hard when he plays. And, you know, like Derek said, it's just so distinct. And he kind of set the tone for the album with uh, with this first song. And he is featured a lot through this album. It's a very drum-heavy album. And uh, I just love the way Chris plays the drums. It just really stands out. Yep, yep. Now, I do remember, uh, and Dave, I think you and I have talked about this, when they played in Wichita, I think their sync track was off on beat of yes. a different drum. <laughs> and so it was funny because Chris was having a hard time getting on uh, getting on the the click track. Right. So, <laughs> well, um, if there's one song to be off, but, that's, uh, that's it. Boy. Right. <laughs> right. It, it's, very, it's very static and, and very drum heavy, yeah. so... But uh, boy, yeah, Chris McHugh's just gone on to such big mm-hmm. things, and uh, I think I saw him play he with did. Keith Urban when they were here. Yeah, yeah. So I saw Chris there, but yeah, this is my first introduction to Chris yeah, McHugh. I think. Nice. All right, number two, Holy Ground. Now this number one two. is one of my favorites two. on the album. I think. I think to me, this sounds like it could yeah. probably belong even on Hotline the year before. Yeah. Um, but I, yep. I like the the chorus and you know, it's a catchy little tune. Um, so I, I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. 
this is one of the songs that um, I was kind of referring to earlier about. The, you hear Gordon just lurking in the verses, and you hear the guitar, and you're like, "Bring it up, mm. like, let's let it loose." And they get and they get yeah. the solo, and they let it out of the cage for a little bit, and then they put it right back yeah. in, and it's gone, making it much right. more of a pop song. And it's a fun song, you know, it's easy to sing along to. But I always just hope when I listen that there's something's going to happen different with the guitar. <laughs> That's just me. Mm. Yeah. So is that a production choice, do you think? Just kind of where yeah, they chose so. to kind of take it as opposed to I, anything I else? So. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. This, uh, I, did this, did they release this as a, were there singles uh, for this I album? know the ballads Dan, for did, sure. Did you I don't remember. Into that? Yeah. I want to say this one was. Yeah, that's sure. true. I bet. It, this one sounds Easily. to me like yeah. something that could have. Yeah. Yeah. Easily gone on radio. Uh, so the, I, I had marked this. I, I'm not doing like Dave. <laughs> I'm working from some notes here. So Dave is Mr. No Notes today. Um, he's, he's pulling Amy Coney Barrett. Um, but uh, I put that this one could easily have gone on a CHR station had such oh, a yeah. thing existed. Yeah, I'd say if in, I had uh, one now, if I had one, I would put so. it on there. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Radio for friendly. Sure. Well, and, and I think that's maybe. So I know, I'm going to sound like a broken record here too, but we've talked again about the state of Christian radio back in this time. And I do think that maybe they did. They kind of let Gordon out a little bit and put him back in his box. So you wouldn't, so you could be played more um, on radio at this time. Mm. Yeah. Could be it. All right. And then uh, number three, beat of a different drum with, with, with the yeah, with the, the aforementioned beat of a different drum, <laughs> <laughs> with with the click track. Yeah, I, I this one um, I expected to to like this song better because boy, right. I was sure into this song back in my youth group days. Um, I don't know; it just kind of sat there for me. Yeah, um, my my. Word I don't know. This was you guys, what do you think? <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I was, yeah. You, I was like, oh man, it's really. If I'm if I'm seeing a title like "Beat of a Different Drum," I'm. I mean, I hear it, but I'm really expecting something different. Yeah, I, right. this is just one off the the album that I'd never uh, really get into a whole lot. You know, I'd listen to it a few times and then I would tend to skip it because it just like I think mm -hmm. like you guys are saying didn't it, it wasn't what I expected. Obviously, the drums are fun. Um, it's a lot of electronic yeah. 80s drums. Um, and right. You, yeah. Which I'm, I'm down with. I like it, too. I'm, I'm you got Gary that. Lund playing around with the bass, mm -hmm. doing the bass thumping on it. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, for some reason, it's not one that's just held up for me. Yeah, I, yeah, I was kind of surprised. Now, this is an album, I will say, that um, I appreciate more for nostalgia than I would pick it up for you know, purely musical reasons. Um, there's some albums I'm just, oh, I'm nostalgic for this album tonight. And this would yeah. kind of fall into that, uh, that playlist. So, uh, but yeah, this song, I, I, it seemed a lot better back at the time and I kind of was ready for it to <laughs> yep. be over by the yeah. time it was done. So, yep. so just gotcha. personal preference. All right. Number four. So then we get to their number, I mean, number one song just ruled the charts in 1987 you know carried oh, over to yeah. 1987 just this mega hit fly eagle fly fly excuse me and yeah. mm -hmm. this is sung by gordon right 
For what, yeah. Right. So kind of a precursor to Desert Rose, kind of yep. what I put down here. Um, oh, yeah. And this one is one I'm like, man, I love. As I listen back to it, I didn't listen. I didn't hear this before, but I listened back to it again, and I'm thinking, man, Gary Lund's bass here is so good. But it's mm-hmm. so far in the background. I mean, mm-hmm. It's just it's so hard to hear. Um, the drums and keyboards yep. are up front. The background yep. vocals are up front. And I just find myself wanting more Gary Lund coming out of this song. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It was... Um... I think the yeah. same criticism will pop up on uh, what song is it later on in the I think there's a song later on where this I had the same feeling. It's like, oh boy, I sure no wish apology. I could hear that was one I wrote the bass down a little better. He's kind of missing on. Anyway, but yeah. 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 It could be. Yeah. I think that's a I think that's a fair I think that's a fair assessment of this song. Yes. Yeah, so um, totally. it's easy to see why it was yeah. a hit though, don't you yeah. think? Yeah. It really fit into the. This was the kind of stuff that you would hear on your local Christian station when they right. played Christian music right. for two hours on a Sunday. Yes, <laughs> that yeah. was that. Right, it was this kind of thing. No, it's a beautiful song. I think Gordon's voice yes, is perfect I do for it. Um, I love the fact that they use Gordon a lot on this album, singing. And uh, um, I always thought that the, this line was interesting. Faith is a bird, and its wings are his holy word. I'm like, okay, interesting. You know, never thought of it that way, but you mm-hmm. know, it's. Uh, it's a beautiful song, and uh, yeah, I've, I've never tired of it. I still love hearing it. Yeah, yeah, it's I, I don't I don't yeah. skip it when it comes on. Nice, so, that's for sure. Uh, number five, convertibles. Okay, so we've got so, so make convertibles. Oh so I was just say, here we have this very polarizing song. <laughs> oh, perfect. I think so. So again, so again, when I yep. hear the, here we uh, go when I see the reviews on this album. Uh, Boys, people are like, oh no, give me a break. But actually, so for me, this is one of my favorites, even in spite even in spite of the kitschy kitschiness. It's a fun song for me. Okay, so I'll tell you the only Okay, so here's here's the thing though, is uh, back in back in that time, I actually owned a nineteen sixty-seven cherry red Ford Mustang convertible. With dual exhaust. Yes, you, you know, did. Nice sound system. Yes, you did. I mean, you know, you fired it up and it, and it went <laughs> Yes, on, you, you know, did. Uh, you know, right now it had no heat, no heat in it. So I did, <laughs> yes. <you know. laughs> Who needs it? No, it's convertible. Flanking on me and stuff when it was cold in Kansas, it really rushed yeah. the four birds here. But, but man, I totally rocked my convertible with this song. <laughs> now you. you you you've forgotten to mention the best part of that Mustang. Oh yes, your your personalized sure, yeah. license so, plate. One yeah, Dan's personalized thing. license plate was from nice. from the, the yeah. group back then, <laughs> yep. and it spelled it one with right. numeral one B A D P I G, and there was only one person in this whole city who mm-hmm. ends up being my one of my good friends for many decades, still is. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, and uh, he recognized the license tag. And that's how we met. <laughs> that's great. Uh, that's but, great. Uh, I would always get, actually, I would get out and get out of the car and people come up to me like, are you a policeman? And, and, and for the first couple of times, I'm like, why do they keep asking Are you that? a policeman? <laughs> so, and they're like, oh, my license plate. One bad pig. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, right, I'm right, not making exactly. fun of policemen at all. Did you? 
It has did you nothing ever to do yes, with that. Because that would be impersonating oh, an officer. I, and that's, uh, so no, I did not. Oh, see. <laughs> we would have to perform <laughs> right. a citizen's arrest on you. So, yep. That's right. Run you down to headquarters. So, I don't know. This is, I, I know the lyrics yes. are really kitschy. It's really, but the music's really fun. I mean, I like, I like, uh, Gary Lund's bass there at 120, you know, where he kind of goes up and down. Dum, dum. And it does that. And, yeah. And then, it, you know, at 234, everything stops and drops out. You get that big scrum. <laughs> and, and the trumpets at the end, the trumpet yeah. players, I yes. like it. It's very, uh, very Chicago to right. me. I don't know. All right, let's hear – I want to hear Derek's take because okay. I think it's going to yeah. be different. I, all I put on my notes was it, this it album. Is. Oh, Computer brains. <laughs> really, I just, I never, I never understood this song, whether it was like a, a double entendre of God made people whose no, hearts would no. be converted by him, or if it's just talking about cars, or You're what, overthinking I, it. maybe I was overthinking it. Yeah, way I, overthinking I'm sure it. I was. You're trying to find uh, something. I'm there. sure I was way overthinking it. Um, but um, yeah, this I just I ne- I would always skip oh, this song. Wow. Um, and just I just never got into. Now we'll say, if somebody ever makes a Christian movie for you know god tube or whatever those kind of christian videos platforms are if they ever make a direct to that video platform of like youth groups in 85 and 86 this needs to be the opening soundtrack of that <laughs> this needs to be the opening song of that movie and, and <laughs> no, pro- no, it's t- great. tell me awesome. i'm wrong <laughs> yeah exactly so the guy the, the the guy the you know the the most popular guy in Right. Group pulls up in his well, a candy apple red with, with a one bad pig license plate. Yeah. Yes, with one bad pig license plate, and an yes. homage to Dan Day, and this song's playing. So, um, if if that movie ever gets made, then <laughs> right. my hats off to them, and I'll, I'll watch. Well, the movie. I'm gonna have to side so. with. Oh, okay. Sorry, Derek. That's no, fine. That's fine. Is- I, as I never wanted to like the song, but every time it comes on, I turn up and jam to it. I mean, it's just, I mean, got the top turned down on my GTO. Come on, let's all jump in. Going to take this car for a little spin. Oh, here the motor hum. Going to ride into the endless summer sun. Come on, yeah. Derek. <laughs> turn it up. Um, We're cruising. All right, Dave. No, I think it's a, it's, it's a fun song. It's um, not, you know, the lyrics aren't let the let the river right. flow. <laughs> But you know, it's a fun right. song. Well, one of the right. one of the reviewers online said, yeah. uh, "Convertibles yeah. makes a theologically questionable assertion that God made convertibles, and no, it's not meant metaphorically." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, oh, there it is. Not a fan okay. on that one either." <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Yeah. But okay, and then right. we go into number six. Let the children play instrumental. So, minute and a half. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not really excited about this instrumental. That's just my take. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's love it. decent. I mean, once the guitar comes in and Gordon's playing and having fun, um, I'm not a huge instrumental fan, so I should throw that out there. Um, but I think it's Man. it's not too long. In other words, you get just enough of it. So, 
Man, so how weird. are we even friends? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this wow. is one of my favorites on the album. Because, well, it reinforces the um, old canard yeah. that Whiteheart is the Christian Toto. Yeah. You know, it's the whole thing of that. And so, you know, Toto um, on their um, first studio album mm. had, had a song called Child's Anthem. And so this is kind of their Toto's nod of the head hmm. to Child's oh, Anthem okay. by Toto. So let the children play. Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder if it's kind of a nod Got to it. them. So anyway, yeah, so I love it, this. In a minute and a half, do you uh, wish they had more? This is a... Yeah. I, that's, I guess that's a little bit what oh, I sure. wanted to. Yeah. Like, like, really kind of yeah, want an instrumental. You know, you know, like Mike, like Michael W. Smith would have, right? Yeah, instead of a have like prelude like, or an interview. three minute, four minute long instrumentals, a lot of times. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Like tearing down yeah. the walls or something like that. Yeah. So maybe, uh, maybe would have of this you know, as opposed made to a little more interesting. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, well, that's fair enough. All right. So then take fair the set out, flip it over, and, and then you're going to hear King George. Yep. So oh, now yep. we get this little history lesson. Um, right. Uh, I don't know. Might know more about this now that I've seen that. Uh, oh gosh, that play, the the, the big one. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Skip that part. <laughs> okay, uh, moving okay. right along. <laughs> that one play. That uh, one. That one play. Yes. Had that guy okay, in it wore a hat. <laughs> oh my goodness! But uh, <laughs> yeah, had the lady and, and that talked. Clap, yeah. and, she, she, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, people clapped. Yeah, that <laughs> they was, probably and somebody reviewed it in a paper somewhere. In it. Uh, so I don't know <laughs> exactly. Yes, I couldn't get into this one either. And I think the King George laugh in the middle kind of made me go. Yeah, mm, I don't know. Oh, I'd love. I love that part. Of yeah, yeah. Towards the end, you know, I thought I think it's fun. You know, are, are you laughing in your grave? <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> Makes me laugh. What can I say? You know, it's uh, clearly. And I, that's got to be Gersh again, by the way. I think he's the uh, he plays the keyboards and the human sound effects on this album. Yes, yes. That that that's a precursor to his um, wonderful beatbox. <laughs> that's story right. That he would enjoy later. <laughs> but uh, King, you know, it's it's yeah. fun. It rocks some. You know, not my favorite on the album, but it you know, it's it's pretty good. Derek. Yeah. The intro's nice. It promises something that I think the rest of the song kind of doesn't deliver. It's kind of an interesting, oh, pseudo-Egyptian sounding yeah. intro. And yeah, it's, yeah, again, not, I guess that's, you know, this kind of, um, it's kind of uh, pointing out something that's going on on this album that is kind of, oh, <laughs> There's yeah. a little bit too much novelty in some of the songs, um, like the King George laugh and the um, the thing right, in the, the, announcer. the movie with the yeah, the announcer. So a mm-hmm. little less of that would have been nice. Okay, so somebody out there is screaming at so. the podcast. Hamilton is the name of the musical. I was thinking, <laughs> trying to think. Of. There oh, we go. The okay, King George okay. in there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. A mildly, mildly yeah. successful <laughs> right. musical called Hamilton. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's yes. right. Just a few. Uh, <laughs> Made a few okay. dollars. So, phew, got that cleared up. Took me a second. All right, uh, number eight. No apology. Yep. 
So I, I like this one. I, I like Rick's vocals here. Uh, not so much for yeah. Gersh's vocals, but you know, I'll take it. But I wish Rick probably would have sang a little bit more on this one. Uh, but when it gets to the chorus, that's when it really hits its stride for me. Yeah. So I think it's fun to sing along to. I, I can see this being a real cloud, crowd pleaser in concert. Yeah. Uh, you know, no, no apology. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And then yeah. I totally yeah. I remember this one. Oh, again, this is yeah. what I mentioned too. It's like, it's really doing some fun stuff, but again, it's just so back in the yeah. mix. You have to really listen for True. it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, I think that back was then, yeah. Yeah, I think that true, was pretty true. standard for the time back then. It just you just mm-hmm. you didn't have the subwoofers that you have now and, and it's just a few years later when they'd really bring a lot of that stuff more to the forefront. So um it's pretty common. I do remember this being yeah. very good in concert, Dave. I'm sure yeah, you absolutely. remember the same thing. Yeah, so. I'm going to disagree a little bit with you guys again here. Some of my favorite Whiteheart songs have Mark singing the verses and Rick coming in on the bridge and the chorus. Um, I would have to I'd probably say those are my favorite, and this will be one of them. You know, I just love the contrast in their voices, and Rick seems to come in at the right part, you know. And um, Yeah, I love singing along to this song, especially on the chorus, and Throwing your fist up on no, mm-hmm. no, no apology. So, yeah, I, I love this song. Wow, and that's then great. Uh, all right. So moving on to number nine, that's maybe great. today. So another number one hit for them. Uh, Gershwin's vocals. Now here's where I like his vocals, where he stays in the he stays in the ballads, where he doesn't try to get too gritty on the rock. I mean, I like like I like River Roll Flow. I love stuff like that from him. Um, and so yeah. I like this a lot. Um, mm. I think he does this really well. Rick's vocals, again, background vocals on the chorus, great there. Gary Lund's bass works good. Um, I still find myself singing along with the song 35 years later. Yeah. Um, and so this yeah. is a really great, great ballad from Whiteheart. Mm. I like it. Yeah, I think so, too. This might be my yeah. favorite off the album. Just a beautiful song. I love both guys singing. Like you said, Mark stays, you know, he does absolutely shine on ballads and Rick comes mm-hmm. in at the right time. And yeah, I'm still singing along too and um, love the message, you know, maybe today, maybe tomorrow. That's not the question for me. Just a, yeah, a great Whiteheart ballad. And I think it's on the one of the greatest hits of Whiteheart ballads, volumes. Oh, it's got to be. Yeah, it's, it's got to be. And that's uh, great. Just timeless lyrics. I like those, you know, that. Um, yeah. Like you just said, no yeah. apology. Yeah. Maybe today, or I'm sorry, maybe today, maybe tomorrow, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, all right, number ten, yep. Doctor Jekyll, Mister Christian. Okay, before I say my thing, Dave, I'm going to go to you first. Okay, and I I love it. Okay, I turn this up loud, and this is on my uh, Whiteheart playlist. I think it's uh, it, just the way it starts out is fantastic. Gordon rocking on the guitar. I love the message. You know, it still holds up today. Are you Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Christian? Is it mask you wear to hide? I always love the line, you got a notion, God's a potion, and it works most every time. It's just yeah. fantastic. I love Dr. Yep. Jekyll, Mr. Christian. What about you guys? Okay, Dan. I, I, <laughs> well, no, I just want to see what you guys thought so first. What we got, Dan? So yeah, I'm going I'm to go down my road of, eh, oh. I don't know. I, I like what they're trying to go for here. Not sure it works with me again. I just like so many other Whiteheart rockers, like Hotline or things from Freedom. I don't know. Just, I don't know if it's, it's just a muted sound. I just can't put a finger on it, but just not my thing. 
Yeah, I I think um, I, what's the what's the lyric on the second time through the chorus? Uh, don't they change it slightly um, on the um, second time through the chorus? Let's see. Let me go. Let me. I'm scrolling down. <laughs> All right, uh, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Christian, yeah. to mask you where to hide. You got a notion. God's a potion, and it works most every time. Doctor Jekyll, Mister Christian. What is faith? Okay. What is a lie? What is you faith? What is a lie? That God is not your alibi. Right, and I do think that's yep. a that's a that's a clever lyric. That what is faith? Mm-hmm. What is a lie? Don't you know that? Right. Can't you see that God is not your alibi? So, um, yeah. So that's that's you you use your Christianity to get whatever you want, and the same time, late one night you got your yep. plan. You'll be religious yes. on demand. That sort of thing. So, and you know, again, this is uh, of its time because it's calling out. Uh, I think it's got its, you know, probably one of its partly aimed at right. televangelists and guys that were milking people to send them checks when they were doing awful and reprehensible things behind the scenes. Um, but you know, I think they've got you know just your average person in the pew. Yep. In mind too, you've got that glow, a shining face, respectable man with holy taste. Got that family pew reserved yep. when the hymns are sung, your voice is heard. So, in case you, in case <laughs> any of our listeners don't know what hymns are, that, that's your other homework. Yeah, that's your other uh, right. your homework. I, I, I can send you some really good ones if you need them. So, well, I was going to also point out, I love the bridge where they kind of bring the music down and Rick sings. Now, when that change comes over you, and then it gets loud, and he says. There's almost nothing you can't do, and he really gets up there high. I mean, it's just like, you know, your fist goes up, and you're yep. like, yes! <laughs> no. <laughs> That's just me. So. And then we end with Perfect. the another number one ballad from this album, How Many Times. Uh, I love it. Amazing ballad, great lyrics. I love the chorus, How Many Times. And Rick on here sounds great. For sure. This is, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. this is among right. their top ballads, I think. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really good. Um, and I, this has oh, got to, sure. I don't have this in front of me, but it's got to be yeah. on most of yeah. their right. greatest hits yeah. albums from that era. Am I right? And I remember reading an interview. It had to be in CCM Magazine when this came out. It was an interview with Mark, and he wrote, he wrote this, or was one of the writers, and... Um, it, this all came out of the issue with uh, with Scott Douglas, and he t- he talked about how much he was hurt mm-hmm. by the whole uh, incident and felt betrayed by him, and wrote a lot of that down in the song. And you know, what you you, know, you you listen to it and see the lyrics, you know, it could apply to any of us going through something like that. But uh, that's that's where mm. it came from, you know. Anyway, wow, I see, oh, yeah, beautiful song, and again, timeless. Uh, lyrics just do a great job there. So, okay, well, there was our uh, right. Anything else to add on our uh, opposing views of all this? <laughs> um, I think that you know, if you want to relive an, a fun '80s CCM album, this is a good good one to start with or add to your collection. Um, and it's obviously the beginning of the White Heart era that we, the three of us, in a way, really loved. You know, with this core of our, this core of musicians. Right. Yeah, the seeds are definitely planted on this album. I think they 
start to sprout a bit and emergency broadcast. And then by the time you get to freedom, it's, it's a, it's a full blown, nice. you know, it's a full blown yep. red. Okay. Well, that at that point from 1986, we had Whiteheart. Don't wait for the movie. Thanks for joining us. I'm Dan. <laughs> Stay chill. Bayside. I'm Take care, everybody. I'm Dave. Thank you.